Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 84. Jump in the river, you're going to get wet. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. You see, you don't get the Mr. again. That's... Mr. Ross McQueen. He hasn't... Brett Cropley. He hasn't had... He hasn't had Mr. for a long time. I, I know, I just... It's also because I my, think I, I think I've said this before on the show, but my niece listened to the to the show when we were on the radio, and her favourite part was the fact that I was called Mister. Oh, really? Yep. How old's your niece? She's uh, twenty three. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's getting close to being four. Right. I think. What's her name? We'll I give think. give her a shout out. Alex. Alex, happy birthday, Alex. <laughs> Uh, well, her birthday is coming up in yeah in a little while, but yeah, she she liked the fact that uh, she liked the fact that I was called Mister, and she disrupted my sister from listening to any of the show because she would loudly scream whenever I spoke. That's Ross. <laughs> That's Ross. <laughs> and apparently, by the end of the show, she got us all right. Yeah. So there you go, Bross people out there who can't tell the difference. If a four-year-old, a four-year-old can tell the difference. Yeah. I think there's a show in that. Is your hearing better than a fifth grader? <laughs> now, what's what's happened to uh, Are You Smarter Than a, a Fifth Grader? Is that still going on? In the I, States? I, in the States. I, I'm, I'm not sure. They really I'm rushed a whole attention. lot of episodes out, and mm-hmm. uh, and then I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't did, heard ratings, haven't... It did have a big lead-in with uh, Idol over there, and I don't know if Idol is still steamrolling along. Uh, it, it is. Idol is still doing super things. Idol and House are the two highest rating shows. Oh, well, in the States then, then I would imagine it's still around. But yeah, I, I haven't heard either. No, it's, it was an interesting concept. Mm. I, I don't think it'd work here. Yeah, I I so? No, I don't know. It's just well, for starters, Sandra Sully had freaking presented. Oh. She can't do anything but the news <laughs> for a million dollars. And that was she can also dress up like a mermaid, as we saw at the Logies. This week, we will be talking about the Logies later on in this episode of Box Cutters. Just like a mermaid. That's, oh. she, she looked like a mermaid to me. Ah, oh, right. Was that the colouring? The, 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 the colouring and, and the aqua and, and purple. and Because the dresser was actually split up the front. Couldn't see a, that a from behind the podium. things. With the uh, podium. But you, of course, would know that, Brett, because you were at the red carpet. Stood there for two and a half hours. Oh, well, we can talk about that joy later on in the uh, in the show as well. We've also got some crap TV, and I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross, you've also got some Raywatch. Raywatch. Yes. <laughs> don't sound so excited. <laughs> mm, Raywatch, yeah. I'll do Raywatch. Going to finish it off with pork, but as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Logies Schmogies. The biggest news of the week. Huge news. Massive news. Lost finally has an end date. The series is going to end. It's been pulled. It's ending next week. Next week. <laughs> I was right. This is and the last season. Apparently, they've just recorded the voiceover where they say, and uh, they were all dead. It's, it, <laughs> it had something to do with the Dead so, Sea Scrolls. It was, uh, everything was a coincidence. <laughs> That's that's the whole thing about Lost. Half of them went to heaven, the other half went to hell. It's all been limbo. 
no, do we get to choose who goes to heaven, who goes to hell? No, the others do. Oh. Oh, oh that's interesting. They're actually the <laughs> saints. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, see, it's a, it's a lot more religious now yeah. than it was last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lost has really picked up the religion. Uh, no, Lost is going to end 2009-2010. That's the, uh, the American season. So the last episode will go to air in 2010. There are 48 more episodes to go after the last one airs in this current season. Those episodes will be split up into 16 lots per season. So you'll have only 16 episodes as opposed to 22 or 23, which, mm-hmm. we, which we're used to. But the good thing is there won't be any breaks. So uh. the season will start and it will go through for 16 weeks straight without any breaks at all. Does that mean it will finish just before Christmas each year? Uh, When's it going to start? Because they, they get about 16 episodes in from the fall to yeah, it's going Yeah, it, it'll be starting January, February. Uh, every year. Mm-hmm. So that gives them a lot more lead time as well, a lot more time to work on the story, work on the uh, on the plot devices that they're going to use, and also film the shows. It all, uh, and, it and also, also gives, gives Channel 7 the opportunity to show it August to December. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that had and, to be too close to when it actually screens in the US. And good on them for that. <laughs> uh, it also gives uh, Hawaii uh, Customs a, a chance to uh, destroy the, the film as it goes through the... <laughs> the magnetic fields. Uh, It it gives lots of people lots of chances to do lots of things. What I'm excited about, though, is is that they actually have an end date. This means that the show isn't going to continue on. Yeah, but shorter seasons. It doesn't matter. You don't think? No, well, the thing is, uh, Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelhoff, the producers of Lost, Mm -hmm. wanted two more seasons. Mm -hmm. And ABC wanted three more seasons. This is a happy medium where they end up with 48 shows, which is also the sum total of the first two seasons. So they get two seasons worth of shows, but ABC gets to show them over three years. It's almost like a Kill Bill scenario, but with a TV show. Right. And that brings them up to 119 shows total. Right. So chronologically, we're almost halfway, but show-wise, we're over halfway. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's it's pretty exciting, I think. I, I, I think it's it's going to be fantastic to see the story play out because Lost this season has just been phenomenal. I I, I would even say it's it's come better than good. Come better than good. Come better than good. It's better. Mm. So I'm really excited to see what's happening. How, how far behind are you at the moment? Uh, I've fallen to where Seven are up to. Ah, are you watching it via the Seven? Telecast? Yes. Right. So how's that well, work? No, actually actually I'm I'm I've been ahead on computer mm-hmm. and kinda then watching it again on the telecast. Oh ah, really? But but close. Not way ahead on the computer. Close. Uh no, not now. Mm. Yeah. And how does it compare with ads in it? Because that would be the huge deterrent for me. I I hit that go button. <laughs> Getting a bit of RSI I've, on your thumb. I've got it down to a bit of a fine form. I just, uh, like, I've got a manual skip on my remote, yep. which goes forward 30 seconds. Yep. I hit that six times. Yep. Generally, it comes into the next bit. And it's it's so perfect, isn't it? Because if you hit it the right number of times, it, it's like there's no ads. It just goes ah, straight into it. It's like oh, watching a torrent. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. I've got to get me one of those toys. Thankfully, Lost is fairly consistent. With House, you have to increase the number of presses as the show goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? And you can get completely screwed over by, like, one of those Channel 10 short breaks if you start pressing before oh, they which, announce it. Which they have in Supernatural. Go <laughs> yeah, you're halfway through the show by the time you get back. Mm. Uh, Ross, I want to know about She Who Must Not Be Named. Well, I, I was thinking that possibly we should lift the embargo. Controversial. She, she's, she's had a tough run. But do, do we want to start talking about her all the time again? Well, the, uh, well, the thing is, this this is probably the last time she'll get mentioned. I think, I think. Well, Ross, Ross, I think is upset that because you know she fell down the stairs when she was pregnant. She it's, did. It's she, been a hard she, time she's for a, her. She's a young mother. She's just she's just lost her job. Actually, what? Have you not heard this? What? She's it's it's up, it's up. Sorry, on the, I'm uh, just being mad in the street. I, I know. Right. I know. Those who may not have heard. <laughs> Those, it, it has been up on the Box Cutters blog, which is why you should check out boxcutters.net mm-hmm. regularly because. We do often break the news just after it's broken elsewhere. Or somebody else does. Yes. In this case, it wasn't even one of us. It wasn't even one of us. It was one of our special correspondents. Thank you very much. I believe Bolden Bolden. for that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, look, the interesting thing with this is not that she's been sacked, I guess. or that Boned. Say it. It's boned. The contract negotiations broke down about when she was to return from maternity leave. It it was always going to happen. I think the interesting thing is that that Channel 9 have handled it so badly yet again and why they didn't keep Sarah Murdoch in her position. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit ridiculous, but I, I believe Sarah Murdoch doesn't want to wake up at 4.30 every morning. Mm. I think it was great for her to be on there. It was good for her to you know get in with the people at 9 and say, look, I am talented. I've got stuff to do. I, I, I can really give to this network. But I don't have to wake up at 4.30 every morning and sit across from Carl Stefanovic. Yeah. She could come back and do a late, late uh, today show each day at 5.30. That way she wouldn't have to get up. PM. Yeah. Instead of Bert. Sure. Sure. Give Bert Bert a proper chat show. Yeah. With her. Oh, Bert and Jessica. Jessica, right? No. (laughs) Bert and Sarah O'Hare slash Murdoch. But, Brett, I think you're unfair to say that Channel 9 shouldn't have hired Jessica Rowe when she was pregnant because she was just going to leave anyway. <laughs> I really think that's harsh of you to say that. She wasn't pregnant when they hired her. <laughs> well, how long was she on the Giggle Fest for? Oh, quite a while. Was she? Yeah. It seems so fleeting in my memory because she's been gone for so long. No, that's why we had to have the that's why we had to have the whole banning because we were mentioning her every week about whether she would get boned, whether she wouldn't get boned, she fell down the stairs, blah blah blah. It was going for a long time. Listen back to the old episodes. I think I've I think there's been a, there's a reason that I've blocked it all out of my memory. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So now she's gone. Where's she going to go? What's she going to do? Well, she's a young mum. She's got that uh, baby bonus to mm. to keep her company for a little while her husband's still got a job i think she's at the park oh nice Hmm. nice i I, i'm surprised to hear that she's allowed uh, out of the house after not seeing her (laughs) well having not seen her uh, stroll the red carpet last night ah well she's she's sans network yeah would you turn up to the logos if you didn't have a network not hubby she could go as his date I, I didn't actually catch who Peter Overton's date was last night. I'm assuming you didn't have one if Jessica wasn't there. That's just an assumption. Well, you know, maybe he was like half the rest of the people there with I, their mums. Uh, oh. I, I actually heard that he uh, he took Josie Pirelli. 
<laughs> no, she wasn't let in. No? No. no. Oh, that's she a shame. She was out on the red carpet as well and uh, packing up with me. Right. Oh, really. <laughs> Brett, what have you got for us? Uh, a select group of top executives from PBL met last weekend, this weekend just gone, at James Packer's family property, Elliston, in the New South Wales Hunter Valley Uh it's uh, a CEO level meeting and maybe some of the chief operating officers as well and looking at uh, basically getting all of the companies in a row uh, to increase their profits and minimise their costs. Ah, now when you say all of the companies? Including Foxtel, Premier Media Group, which operates Fox Sports, mm-hmm. Ticketech and Seek um, and running the nine MSN website. So hang on, but not nine. Yes, yes, nine. Yeah, okay, of okay. course, nine. <laughs> and and Win is Win involved in it? One uh, well, Win's not part of PBL. No, Win is. Although uh, there has been some talk about uh, PBL uh, Channel Nine and Win getting together and uh, operating as a network, that's, but still that's, being two separate companies. Yeah, so this this isn't part of that. Those talks. No, no. Right here. Uh, I believe Channel Nine ended up winning. Uh, with the winning bid for Perth. Channel 9 in Perth, mm-hmm. NBN, mm-hmm. Uh, paying $250 million for its outbidding win with $230 million. Uh, so it's kind of like Monopoly. So they've, pe- got all, uh, they've got all the stations now. They've got all well, the no, buildings no. and they can put hotels on. Not Adelaide. Oh, they still don't yeah, have they, Adelaide. They don't have they? Adelaide and oh. rumour is that Adelaide's just not going to sell. Oh. No, no, the talk is that PBL and Win will come together and buy Adelaide together. Right. Well, if they come from, you know, if 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 nine if nine slash PBL comes from the east coast and Win is coming out of the west coast, they can do a Karachi crunch on uh, on Adelaide. It's nice. a ha- happy days reference for for those of you who missed it. I know I missed it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think who Karachi was. Uh, they, they, were, they were they were brothers. It's not even Karachi. I think Karachi is the name of a, a city in India or Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, uh, if you know what the hell I was talking about Email us Hooray at foxcutters.net I'm talking to you Daniel There's talk yeah, that uh, PBL and Foxtel Would cooperate in a variety of service innovations uh, Because both companies understand The mutual benefits to be derived uh, The Nine Network had co- traditionally competed With Foxtel for rights to programs But if they start working together, together Collaboratively uh, they can reduce costs and increase profits. As a uh, side note to that, there's word from an insider, so this is unconfirmed, that uh, we'll be losing the wide world of sports. Really? From Channel 9 as as a brand, and uh, it'll be replaced with the title Fox Sports on 9. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. That is a shocking surprise. I, I wonder if uh, maybe we can try to get Tom Elliott in next week to talk about this, because this is big bickies as far as television goes. Mm. That would be fantastic. Uh, I've got some boring news. Coke and Channel 7 uh, getting together to do a show called Coca-Cola Live and Local, Up and Close and Nice and Personal and all rock and roll. With the chick from Super Jesus yes. at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings, is it? I don't know what time it's going to go, but it's going to be 25. 10 a.m., uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. Right, 25 episodes of live performances by uh, Australian acts and then some not-so-Australian acts, mm. like Gomez, mm. inexplicably. So, live and local. So, Gomez and inexplicably are playing. 
Uh, no, no, no. Inexplicably are the next uh, Rockstar Supernova band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're not playing together. No, no, right. no. no. Okay. Uh, in uh, quite a bit of casting news, uh, Series 3 of Weeds has apparently cast Matthew Modine, who viewers will remember from... Birdie. <laughs> Shortcuts. Something. Uh, uh, He's Pac- been in stuff. You'd recognise him. Pacific Heights. Yeah. Uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Wow, I'm like a walking Matthew Modine encyclopedia. Yeah. Is he in... Cutthroat Island. Was he? Yeah, he was the lead in Cutthroat Island, opposite Gina Davis. Right. I didn't see that film because it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I saw the end of it once on cable, I think. Oh, I've got a great link. I'll, I'll mention Matthew Modine at the end in Cutthroat Island, so I have my link to okay. my other item. Uh, Carrie Fisher, who... Uh, is going to be on Weeds. It's going to be on Weeds, who people will remember as uh, Princess Leia, amongst no, other things. don't remember as Princess Leia. And uh, also recast is uh, Zoe Deschanel, I think is how you say her name. And she played Andy's crazy girlfriend from the end of Series 2. Yes. If you've seen Weed Series 2, you know what I'm talking about. Fantastic that she's getting... She is... She's getting a permanent role. She's completely fantastic. Uh, I'm a bit like you with this, uh, a bit disappointed about... Uh, it's, it's kind of like with Friday Night Lights. One perfect season. I think Weed Series 2 had a fantastic ending, and I'm kind of a little disappointed that they're going on with it. Yeah, see, this is the thing with... And this is what I was getting at with... It really was a climax. It really really built to a climax. And, yeah, I don't see how they can get out of it. And this is what I was getting to with The West Wing. You don't need to have a denouement for every story. You don't need that. Mm. Sometimes... It, it is it is fine to go. The bullet went through my chest, and then I dot 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 dot. Leave the <laughs> leave the viewers wondering yeah. what happened. And this this would have been perfect for weeds. Oh yeah, awesome. Can you name any examples where that's been successfully pulled off? Uh, well, people just shows just walking away at the right yeah. time. No, not not on television. <laughs> I uh, think I think the fact that it's television means fundamentally they just don't. Yeah, do that. it's oh, except for the last episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's the last episode of Twin Peaks ends on a huge question mark. That's that's true, but I, I it wasn't say by design. That, uh, yeah, exactly. And I would say that more sceptical Twin Peaks fans would say that that's perhaps due to David Lynch's skills in tying up all these loose ends more than yes. Well, that's or, even though there are those of us who think that it was fantastic and think that it, it worked a treat. I think other untouchable. People, other people just kind of think, yeah, he just kind of cobbled together an ending because he had to end it. Oh, no, I th- it was it was brilliant. If you do not know what we're talking about as far as the end of Twin Peaks, firstly, Twin Peaks Season 2 is available on DVD in the United yeah, States at just, the moment. just as recently. I think it's available here uh, now, too. Is it? I just mm-hmm. I got a friend to bring it uh, back for me from uh, Split from the into States two recently. parts. Uh, is it? Yeah. I thought I had the complete second season. Twelve. Oh, well, I might be selling that in the States. Yep. Uh, but my understanding is it's episode one to 12 and then episode 13 to 24 uh, of series two. Right. Whereas series one was just the six episodes. Yes. Uh, get it. 
watch it. Watch Twin Peaks all the way through. Yes, don't just start with the last episode, whatever you do. Uh, it's fantastic, and it is a great end to a series. There'll be dancing dwarves, and you go, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? Uh, yeah, so we just cast Carrie Fisher, Zoe, whatever her name is, and Deschanel. Matthew Modine, who was in Pi- Cutthroat Island. Speaking of pirates, <laughs> uh, Cameron Datto has been announced as the host of Pirate Master. Which is the new Mark Burnett show that's yep. going to air over summer in the US. Mm, which uh, sends a bunch of uh, wannabe pirates out on the high seas. To, uh, to rape unsuspecting sailors is my understanding. <laughs> well, or possibly get raped oh. by, uh, by uh, real pirates. Whatever it is, that's going to be fascinating television. It, it should be good. And also uh, Janelle Maloney, who... Uh, we all remember Donna Moss. as Donna Moss, that's right, from the West Wing, has joined uh, Brotherhood for its next series. Excellent. So, so they're definitely doing a next series and... Uh, well, I hope so, for, for Donna's sake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle's sake. It would be a bit of a letdown otherwise. Great news and bad news. And bad news. We've cast you for this new season, but we're not going to make it. But, you know, here's, here's five bucks to go base or something nice. But you'd be used to it. Josh was always letting her down. That's true. I That's true. never... I always tried to treat her right. <laughs> Different Josh, Josh. Brett, what have you got for us? No, no I'm all done. Right. Uh, oh, well, Fugly Awards. The uh, Fugly Awards. Now, were- can we speak about the Fugglies before we speak about the Fugglies? <laughs> before we speak about the Logies? Yeah, I think we can. Okay. I think we can. Uh, the Fugly Awards were announced on Friday night last week, and uh, they tried to give their awards to the, uh, to, to the people who won them at the Logies on mm. Sunday night. They do this every year. Uh, and apparently last year, Adam Hills, who uh, who won a fugly for, for something or other... Most spankable. Oh, uh, did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, he's won it for spunkiest. Oh, sorry. Uh, I thought you were talking about... No, no. Last year, Adam Hills, uh, Adam Hills sent through his uh, management that uh, he couldn't turn up because he was doing the telecast, but uh, could he meet them afterwards, but they're already on a plane back to uh, Queensland, so uh, that wouldn't happen. So they give positive award outs. They do. Well. Mm. They do give positive mm. awards. Miff Warhurst uh, won most spankable TV Female. personality, and Adam Hills won spunkiest male TV personality. Uh, but so the, they've got a bit of a specs and specs thing. Yeah, they do. Mm. And a chases war and everything. Most underrated What's show. What's down the voters? Yeah, it's there are chases war and everything. Most underrated show or most. Uh, hang on, let's. Uh, Okay, I'll go through the whole list from 13 to 1. 13, Naomi Robson's worst incident of the year was her tribute to Steve Irwin. What, last night? <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think we're talking With about the lizard. lizard on the shoulder. Worst brooch ever. Has, has that only been in the last year? Yes. Uh, new sports to broadcast on TV. This is a stupid one. Birdman Rally. No one cares. Show that, messed, that was messed around the most by a television network in the last 12 months was Scrubs. Newsreader <gasps> team... See, really? I think it was Sopranos. Yeah. Speaking of Scrubs, Scrubs has been pretty consistent. Speaking of Scrubs, Speaking of huge, Scrubs. huge horrible rumours about Scrubs. Mm. Well, well, we'll get onto that in a second. In a second, <laughs> built the suspense. Newsreader, TV journalist with the most gravitas was Kerry O'Brien. Fast forward now. Most under acknowledged TV personality was Adam Hills. Most under acknowledged TV show was Chase's War on Everything. Adam Hill's also got spunkiest male t- TV personality. Miff Warhurst got spankable female TV personality. The Eddie for most overexposed was Burt Newton. 
Most at spike. number seven, best podcast about television. Box, Box cutters. Uh, worst female TV personality, Gretel Colleen. Worst male TV personality, Carl Sanderlands. Worst TV show, Big Brother. That's your focus really? for you. Now, on to Scrubs news. Mm. NBC in the States is advertising Scrubs as the final episodes of Scrubs. What? Final four. These are the final episodes of Scrubs. Tune in for the final episodes of Scrubs. Hey, you've just missed one of the final episodes of Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, nobody knew. Nobody had any idea. And apparently the voiceover said, uh, yeah, make sure you tune in next four weeks for the final four episodes. And are they the, talking about the final four episodes this season? Well, apparently it's, not. it's unclear because they're still in negotiation for, uh, for, for another season. And NBC aren't saying whether or not they're going to pull Scrubs. They're basically holding their breath to see how their other shows do because Scrubs is a solid filler. It does its time. It's got an audience. People watch it, but it doesn't do great numbers. So, NBC aren't... They're pretty much sitting on the fence and these voiceovers could mean tune in for the final four episodes of Scrubs for this season and the for this season just isn't mentioned. See, that, see that's interesting. I didn't know about the contract negotiations. Could they be trying to lean on the... On the main players in the contract oh, negotiations? Of course they could be. This is nothing but ridiculous gameplay from NBC. Mm. Quite frankly, if anyone's seen bits of this season of Scrubs, I don't think it'll be missed after this season. It's, it's a poor shadow of its former self. So it's not only a shadow of its former self, it's a poor shadow <laughs> of its former self. It's a wishy-washy shadow. Because JD's got all serious and there's babies involved. and No, not, not even that. Uh, it's, have, it's you, just have you been keeping up with it, Brett? On seven, who aren't that far behind. Okay, in the and, and have you been enjoying it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just there's no all the heart that was in it isn't there anymore. It's just trying to be a little bit funny, and that was that that wasn't the entirety of the show. Most realistic medical drama, apparently. Scrubs. Somebody somewhere said that. Right. I see. I would have gone with All Saints. Sorry, no, it couldn't be because some of their actors are just terrible. Yeah, it's not realistic. That that was the thing. They, uh, I can't remember. It was, it was an article somewhere that I was reading where the two. The, oh, sorry, excuse my mic. Where the two people were arguing over. Or, uh, somebody was asking an, a doctor what the most realistic show was. Uh, of course, assuming it was ER, and they said no, 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 Scrubs. Much more realistic. Probably. Well, it goes into how to deal with patients from a doctor perspective. Mm. And also, it shows how boring hospital life can be and how poorly paid a lot of, a lot of doctors are. Mm. Uh, and also shows how often patients die I can't in imagine, hospitals. I can't imagine Scrubs to be that realistic. Uh, sorry, ER to be that realistic. All people running around saying stat and hitting each other with the paddles and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a while. Is that how? It, is that what the show's like? That's pretty much, but they're doing a lot there's of that of in shouting car- and running. But yeah. there, there's also a lot of car park conversations. Yeah, I saw helicopters ad- dropping off the side yeah, of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. I saw an advert now in Africa. That's yeah. the last thing I remember. It makes no sense. Because Carter's working for uh, Medicines and Frontiers. That must be one hell of a big ER if they can fit Africa in it. That's all I'm saying. And that is the Box Cutters News. Let's get on to the next se- segment. Stat!
Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their Now I can talk as much as I want. Sly, look, sly, look, sly. Hello, this is Ricardo Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. I don't buy it. Really? You haven't even heard what it is yet? It's crap. I hate it. I don't buy it this week comes from the biggest spender in advertising on Australian television, the federal government. Right. Your taxes at work. Exactly. Uh, these ads are for private health cover, private health insurance, the private health care system. Uh, viewers have probably seen them and tuned out already. Uh, they involve a whole lot of suspended umbrellas amongst people, people doing everyday activities uh, with some different coloured suspended umbrellas about them. And Is that what that ad's for? Yeah, that's what I mean. Everybody's watched it and, tuned in and, and kind of just tuned out. But I took a bullet for box cutters and I listened to what they were saying. Bless uh, you, Ross and, McQueen. And without wanting to uh, to go overtly political, uh, these ads are all about how they're strengthening the healthcare system and how they're improving it. And uh, I is, would Is that by allowing funds to increase exponentially? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Especially when they... Uh, they, they promised that they would keep it at a flat rate and uh, every year subsequently they've raised it. But I guess that was a non-core promise. Uh, these ads actually remind me of some ads that were on three years ago. Cast your mind back three years to when we were in, surprise, surprise, a pre-election campaign. And the government was wasting a whole lot of our money telling us how they were strengthening Medicare. You remember how strong Medicare were looking? The graphics was all steel-based and they even had rivets. Medicare looks strong. Of course, once the government got back into power, they scrapped all those changes. I guess that was a non-core promise too. The problem is... They weren't real rivets. They were television rivets. (laughs) The problem is this is uh, just a step towards the inevitable and any day now AWA ads that the government is going to be screening, which... Uh, if history shows us anything, they'll be all cl- uh, clouds and pillows and bunny rabbits and marshmallows to show how soft and cuddly the AWAs are <laughs> rather than being, you know, draconian abuses of workers' rights. I haven't seen it as yet, but I heard that the uh, TV ads rolled out the day after Howard made the announcement. About really? The, uh, the fairness uh, check, oh, test. Well, yes. Well, I knew they were coming, but I, I haven't seen them yet. W- what really... Uh, kind of irks me about these ads is I, I really just don't like sitting through bullshit government propaganda but what kind of annoys me even more about them is that yeah they're taxpayer funded we're what? paying for this propaganda hold on a sec what really pisses me off and makes me furious is this is election advertising they're claiming it's not election advertising they don't want to inform us about the changes they've made to the healthcare system so much as they want to win the next election. We shouldn't be paying for it, we shouldn't have to foot up with it, and we shouldn't be funding the government's bid to return to office. Before the Work Choices legislation had been brought in, the government had uh, spent over $50 million on an advertising campaign saying how great it was going to be. They actually tricked the people in those ads into being in the ads. Uh, they, they didn't know what they were going in for yep. and uh, that's what they got lumped with mm. yeah it's it's like saying to to somebody do you like wearing gumboots sure i like wearing gumboots well we've given you a job in an abattoir <laughs> it's it's all like that this reminds me of an a current affair 
story I saw once a, a couple of years ago where somebody was, I don't know, it was, it was another government something or other, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the interviewer was asking, was doing a vox pop, do you think taxpayers should be paying for this thing? And one person stopped and said, no, I don't think taxpayers should be paying for it. The government should be paying for it. <laughs> and these are the people that we're dealing with, Ross. You can't forget that. These are the people that these ads are aimed at. They're not taxpayer-funded ads. The government's paying for these ads. Right. And the government right. is making, you know, compulsory health insurance better for everybody. Mm. Mm. Well, they do have a bit in the ad where uh, they have... Most of the umbrellas, I think, are blue from memory, and blue then pink or red, and then they the 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 ones who are still on Medicare are in are in yellow, I think it is, and they say, just imagine if uh, if all the people who are on private health insurance had to go onto the public health system, and all the blue umbrellas suddenly disappear, and you see how many it's like an overhead shot, and you see how many people there are. And this kind of undertones of you really don't want to be lumped with the poor people, do you? <laughs> Keep ponying up for this uh, for this great service we've got. So great system. Uh, we're in for a fun five months, people. Mm, I think so. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. Now, Brett Cropley, you were at the red carpet of the Logies Our on man Sunday on night. On the scene at the Logies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at the Logies, right up there. He was, you were there. You, you could have, you could have licked Lavinia Nixon. I could have because she was wandering up and down. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. Um, however, I didn't even think to do that. All right, so. thank you. <laughs> I could have, and then when I got back into the Logies, no, I thought he was going to say, "Well, it's funny." <laughs> yes, sorry, go on. So, so what's it like being there? At the red carpet with all the hullabaloo going on. Well, I was actually in the atrium, so I was kind of in with the photographers where they, they have the big backdrop with the, the TV Week Logies uh, logos on them. Did and, you shoot uh, anything for the video podcast? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, what a waste a, of your time. We've had a lot of hits on, on that uh, new footage. Up oh, on excellent. Bosscutters.net slash vlog. There excellent. is no video podcast. Excellent. There, Ross, there isn't. It's not there. But it's apart there. from that footage that uh, I, I got to take, uh, yeah, it was uh, a bunch of people kind of walking along on their way inside, stopping to uh, pull faces for cameras. Right. Right. I, I was imagining myself there and just wondering what I would do in that case. And I would just have a dictaphone and call out, Neighbours are home and away. <laughs> Neighbours are home and away. Which are you from? Neighbours are home and away. Because <laughs> they all look the same to me. Uh, I, I did get a bit of that. It was kind of weird. There were a lot of faces there that I wouldn't be able to identify. And uh, Wait, So you weren't with any reporters at all? Were there, were there any? So you weren't. There weren't people asking questions, uh, uh, other than can you smile? There, can you turn to the left? There were several, kind of further up, um, and uh, uh, Jackie O was doing the uh, red carpet Channel Nine thing down the end near the stairs where uh, the screaming Asian girls were calling out <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> right. See, so perfect opportunity. Who would you have preferred to have been stuck with, the screaming Asian, uh, Asian girls or Jackie O? Ooh. 
<laughs> Can I have some time to think about that? I'll get back to you next okay. week. Okay. <laughs> I watched the Logies from a Logies party. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this was a you know a party with industry people who could not give a crap unless someone from their organisation was nominated or won. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was my former employer, uh, Roving Enterprises. They threw a little bit of a, a roving party for for the Logies and picked up a couple of uh, silver ones. Yeah, congratulations to are them. They, are they silver or are they just uh, one? One silver, one silver, and uh, one copper art. Yeah. I think <laughs> was the uh, <laughs> was the final total. So, congratulations to them, and uh, thank you very much for the party. Hooray! Uh, the uh, the thing is. I was watching the telecast because I knew that I had to come and do this show mm-hmm. and, uh, and that it, it was going to be a, a big topic of conversation. The, the thing that I really want to know is when are the producers of the Logies going to learn that four hours of television still needs to be entertaining? We still need some kind of entertainment in those four hours. It's well, you not had enough- Avril Lavigne. You had... James Morrison, you had uh, you had bits from uh, Adam Hills and Dave, uh, what's his face? Hughes. Hughes. You're such a Logies apologist, Brad. <laughs> um, what's happened to Dave Hughes? Um, he used to he used to be funny. I don't I don't think he's at all funny anymore. He was. Well, he uh, did mention last night how he got rich as well. Yeah, uh, he, really? uh, is that the problem? Well, yeah, because his humour was very much based on being on the doll, being a, a, a guy from from the country, and uh, smoking dope, coming to the city, and, and that was that was him. Now he's his living his share based on the fact that he's got a funny voice. Yeah, pretty much. But and he's married. That be, that being said, he was the funniest of the three presenters or the three hosts on the Logies. Now, now, come on, I, I only saw a little bit of it, but Fifi Box. Well, was a scream. Is, let, why? Why three hosts? I I wonder how Fifi Boxes has become has got so far in her life to to be her age you, you, without having I don't know suffocated from life. <laughs> <laughs> you know the uh, you know the old uh, Oral B ads with the guy. You flip know, top head. you either have the flipped. She's got a flip top head. I reckon. I reckon she's the female equivalent. Her mouth is so big. I reckon it's, she's got a it's, top head. it's got to be that big to put a foot in it that many times. <laughs> yeah, zing. Why have three hosts? That's what I want to know. I reckon they're scared after the Wendy Harmer fiasco. That mm. uh, I, And I'm not sure if that's the producers of the Logies or if it's people that get asked if they want to present. I See, I don't think so. I think Wendy Harmer... Because McCall- McAuliffe has been since Wendy Harmer, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yes. I think it went And I think that Harmer, he's got the guts to do it Denton, where a lot Denton, of people don't. Harmer, Denton, Denton, McAuliffe. Oh, don't forget that there was the, the year that there were three... I mean, last year... Eddie Rove Whoopi and... Goldberg. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, there were uh, there were three... There was Eddie Rove and Andrew O'Keefe. Yep. And Adam Hill's that backstage. Was, that was yep. the year before. Year before last. Because they, they did the tsunami host. The, they did the tsunami thing yeah. before that. And that was how they got chosen to And everyone the, thought, well, that's a, that's a great idea. The tsunami benefit. Who was it last year? Was it just Eddie? No, last... No, Eddie was gone. Last year, wasn't last it Wendy year. Harmer with the leg humping? Wasn't that last year? Uh, I think I've blocked it out. See, who can remember? 
No, it wasn't last year. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get anyway, back to that. <laughs> Email I, us. I understood, so I understood having three different hosts when they had representatives from the three commercial networks and they had Adam Hills, a la the ABC, out the back in the, uh, in, in the dressing rooms or, or whatever, doing, doing backstage stuff. That made sense. This year it really just seemed forced and unnecessary. And let's come, stay on the hosts for a little while. And wonder why every other awards show, every other awards show has writers working up until the day of the awards and during the awards to write bits for the hosts to compliment them, to help them along during the show, rather than, say, relying on comedians to pull out eight-year-old jokes, Adam Hills... Really? What is going on so there? So, talking about his leg? Talking about, talking about his leg. No, also his, his introduction as well. These were old jokes from Adam Hills that had very little, if anything at all, to do with television's Night of Nights, as we call them. Why not have relevant jokes? Why not have jokes about the people, it, which is what Dave Hughes did. Dave Hughes came out, made jokes about Kyle Sanderlands, because that's what we as Australia love to do. Make jokes about how crap Kyle Sanderlands is. He was While the, the camera's on him. While the camera's on him. <laughs> precious. He was the only person who I think fulfilled any part of the host role as far as that goes. Fifi Box, meanwhile, they pull out to ask these inane questions of celebrities. And while we're on that, the Fantastic Four... That's just an ad for the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and it's, it's not even all four of them. It's, it's not even all four of them. <laughs> How and you say they're that? not on television. <laughs> they're not on television. Now, You've now, got Michael Jessica Elba used to be on television. Sure. Jessica Alba used to be on television. She was in Dark Angel, and before that, she was in Seventh Heaven, and in between, she was in Playboy. But <laughs> Michael, Chiklis Michael Chiklis has been on TV here. And he is on TV here on The Shield. No, he's not. Sorry, some ten don't show the shield. They showed three episodes, and that's why I said Fox Eight. Fox Mm. Eight show the shield. Well, that's cable. That doesn't. We're talking about TV here. (laughs) Foxtel also had the most ads during the Loki's last night. I think you just lost the support of your (laughs) friend at Foxtel. I don't have any friends there. Michael Chiklis is one of the greatest actors on television at the moment. He's up there on the stage. And all she can ask him is about the suit he wears in the film that they're advertising halfway through Australian television's Night of Nights. Piss off! She's not very bright. Why have her there? (laughs) It was an embarrassment. Because Australia has taken her in in their arms. And strangled her. That's what I want to do. how brave she was on on Thank God You're Here. Which then led into star dances. It's, there is no reason to have her up on that stage. She knew that there was no reason to have her up on that stage. She made no, no bones about hiding that at all. No, she just tried to smile a little wider. Yes. <laughs> it, it was an absolute You can either get a foot top hit. <laughs> No segment should go longer than four minutes. There's no reason to have Avril Lavigne there. <laughs> Absolutely none. Like, I understand getting television celebrities from overseas to come and give us, you know, a little bit of credibility. No, but that's the point, isn't it? They don't get anybody over here to do the Logies. It's just people who happen to be here. But this is just like... Isn't isn't that the case? No, they do fly people over. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. 
That guy from NCIS was flown over. Oh, why do they get better people? <laughs> well, you know, it's who can who they, who they can get. They can't get anyone from Lost because they're still shooting. They yeah. can't get anybody who's spoken to Matt LeBlanc because. Logies Australia, you guys rock. <laughs> you know, it it really. It, I think it gets more and more embarrassing every year. Why can't we just? understand that this is what's important to us. I think also a big problem with Logies... Because we've got this cultural cringe. ...is the popularity vote. Get rid of the popularity vote. Make it an important awards night. Make it a peer-voted awards night that actually means something. You realise you're talking about something else other than the Logies. Well, have two different awards nights. Have, Have a People's Choice Awards, that can be the Logies, and have... A television, Australian television's Night of Nights, yeah. which would be the non-Logies. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really touching and, and, and a beautiful moment when, uh, when Aaron Jeffries won for Best Supporting Actor and, and dedicated the do- the award to his young two or three year old daughter after just having said that uh, the girls on McLeod's daughters have the best tits in television. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I Genius. That. I mean, that's just that's just gold. You talk about cultural cringe. I turned on to that moment and I just thought, it, it's like it's the television equivalent of getting your head stuck in a stapler watching the logos. <laughs> it's just constant. Jink, jink, and you just, oh, make it stop. Jink. It's, it's dreadful. I was, I was busy texting friends who were in the room trying to work out when that nightmare was going to end mm. and I had people saying oh just one more award to go and then we can all go home and that's when I realised that in the room they were an, an hour ahead of the telecast um. and I still had an hour to go ah oh, right that's not so good so how much did you get to see Brett? Uh, of the telecast? Mm. oh of the is there somewhere where the photographers just people walking in is there somewhere where the photographers can go afterwards to watch the show? Uh, no the, no? no no, just everybody took off and, you know, security started bringing the velvet ropes. And In fairness, you probably saw the best bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't have to listen to anybody. <laughs> no, but but then but you did miss out on uh, on the producer of Late Line and her kind of roaming breasts. It seemed roaming, one-sided, it had kind of fallen down a little bit. I, it I was, uh, was somewhat concerned for her. But it was good to see Tony Jones up on stage. Yeah, you know... It, it, See, there are some awards that actually mean something in the Logies, and there are other awards that no one really gives a shit about. And so it it constantly just lives in this limbo area of, do we care about it? Do we not care about it? Is it important to us? Is it not important to us? How can we make fun of it while also pretending that it's important? Because the thing is, the people in the industry, if you win a Logie, that's huge. Everyone wants to win a Logie. Channel 7 proved that last year when... As rumour has it, they spent $200,000 on winning John Wood his gold Logie. So that he could go to Channel 9. So that he could then go to Channel 9. I can't believe that uh, Sally Fletcher, little Sally Fletcher, is the most popular person on Australian well, television. Once we've, again, we've seen her Once again, she's, she was off TV. I, I think that this will be... What do you mean she was off TV? A, well, she's left Summer Bay. Has she? No, she has not. She has. No, she has not. She has. No. I'm sure she has. Well, if she'd left, that would make more sense why she won. Because she'd, she'd left. Last week, she got stabbed. That's what I heard. 
Well, regardless, she was definitely in the series finale because building up to the start of the new season, they were saying, will Sally survive? So she has been on TV for a portion of the last 12 months. Yes. Unlike, say, John Woods. He was on... He what was, was he? Was nominated for whining, whining for, and dining for best voiceover work for industry super ads. Hey, they're important. <laughs> he should only get to hear the logie, but not see it if he wins. <laughs> well, and with that, with that in mind, Billy Thorpe gets an in memoriam little little clip. Where's Brocky? Yeah, that's true. Where's Brocky? Mm. I had people saying to me, "Well, Brocky was a sports a sports star. He wasn't a, a television guy." I saw Brocky on television a lot more than I saw Billy Thorpe. Brocky was in all those Holden ads. Yep, that's true. Brocky was in those safety ads with that weird gecko. I think they're just they're car tire ads. No, no, no. A different, a giant gecko in a hat. A oh, kid's, really? A kid's safety thing. Oh, because he's, he's got the animated one. Oh, yeah, he, with the, oh, the well, tires. He, he doesn't have any more. He used to have. I thought there was a, a shot in that montage of uh, the side of Bathurst with Brock Lives. Oh, there was. Oh, no. He's right. But there was no footage of Brocky. Mm. Whereas mm. we had, you know, nine I, I think minutes there was of Billy like Thorpe. Two seconds of, of 1970s kind of footage. Oh. So did you... Uh, so you did see some of it? I, I watched all the telecast. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yes. I, I was obviously a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, has anybody heard about uh, David Wenham playing Beagles in, in some production? <laughs> I thought he was, was going to be playing Errol Flynn. Maybe. Looked just Maybe. like Errol Flynn to He's, me. He, he had the weird accent going on as well. The one I was I sitting did. next I, to. It was, it was, I, th- I think he's been affected by 300. Oh. He's, he's not David Dan kind of super nice guy anymore. Uh, who, right. would, who wouldn't be affected by 300? I mean, really. Uh, the woman who I was sitting next to when David Wenham came out said, you know what, he lives in my street and I saw him last week and he didn't have any facial hair at all. I think it's fake. Well, there's also mm. the the fact that he's a blood nut, and when they grow facial hair, you can't see it. And it's like Wolfman. It's oh. you can't see it, and then suddenly Wolfman. So yeah, I uh, I'm wondering if it was really just pencil, <laughs> just just a little bit bit of eyebrow pencil. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> Jenny Little was around. Oh, during a mix one hundred six point something. Dal, did you get to stress? talk to her? I heard her. I didn't get to talk to her. So you heard her. God, I heard her and I was <laughs> I wasn't even in the same suburb. Everybody that took a photo of her. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Thanks, oh. darling. <laughs> well, that I think in depth. Good <laughs> our listeners are tuning in for in depth coverage of the Logies. Yes, <laughs> Daryl Summers was probably the worst uh, award acceptor that I saw. He started talking like he was running a show again. He's never been what about, a good what about award. Shane Bourne, just like you're saying. 20-year-old material just got up and said, oh, thank you, thank you. for." Oh, you've stopped clapping. You know, just all those hackneyed old jokes that he's done right. a million times. Like, I didn't mind his presentation. I was did? surprised that what a working dog trying to keep out of the camera. Uh, Rob Sitch walks straight past everybody on the red carpet. I, I, th- I think they said, are. said no photos, ge- no photos. They are generally trying to keep a He really a said lot. no photos, no well, photos? Well, he shook his head, his head when uh, one of the ushers was saying they want to take photos. Mm. What's with that? Just, you've got one of the most popular shows on television at the moment. Not only that, one of the most popular shows on television in the world at the moment. Uh, the critics not, aren't going too much for the US version. Why not just bask in some of that glory? 
Yeah, you're too busy bathing in your millions of dollars. Oh, no, I think that's fair enough. I think if you're producing... Ooh, a, Josh if, has gone all tall puppy. <laughs> if you're producing a show, you don't necessarily want to be... They, they clearly don't want to be the public face of it, possibly with Tom the exception of Tom Gleisner, but everybody else clearly doesn't want to be the public face but of it. Still, I think, they're, but they're the face of working dog. I mean, it's, it's like uh, Roger Simpson walking past and someone saying, I want to take your photo. Would Roger Simpson say no, 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 no? I think it's just ridiculously no, but he'd arrogant. Be, he'd be within his rights to. Everyone's within their rights to, mm. but you can't spend that much of your life wanting to have your face on every little thing that you can. Which, which Rob Sitch did do. He was in the Finn Review, and he was in uh, he was in BRW as well as being on the television. He, you know, made himself the star of. Uh, of the late show with doing characters constantly frontline frontline you can't do that and then suddenly go no i don't want it anymore no you've put yourself out there for it and now everyone knows that you're behind this very popular show have your photo taken move on what's it gonna cost you (laughs) Just do it. I think it's ridiculous arrogance. I'm sick of talking about the Logies. Let's talk about something fun. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Every soap, 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 soap and water. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. And there she is again. There she is again. She was there last night holding everybody else up. Was she? Well, they would have uh, wanted to get more photos of her than anybody else. I didn't get to spot her makeup truck, though. (laughs) It was valet parked. So she would have been desperate to be uh, uh, interviewed by Hamish and Andy, so she should have, could have got some of those Clearasil products that they were hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Does Maybelline make Clearasil? Oh, it wasn't Clearasil? They were kind of refreshing <laughs> in the way that they were taking the piss out of the, the sponsorship of the green room. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 did, I didn't actually... Did, Shane Bourne was the only bit of them I saw. So Raywatch. I can't really comment. Uh, I'm constantly amazed with... A current affair and today tonight whenever i uh, stumble upon them and and watch a bit of them that they they're still going with this exclusive versus spoilers mo the whole time one show will have an exclusive which means that the other one will try and run pretty much the same story on the same night to try and spoil it uh it, it seems like a pretty useless tactic to me wednesday night was a prime example uh today tonight had a story about star dancers because Star Dancers was finishing up. So ACA copied and did the same story about Star Dancers, being that uh, poor Fifi Box was robbed and that the whole of Star Dancers is rigged because Kate Sobrano has signed a contract with Channel 7. For it takes two. For, yeah. So that's, so that's why she won. And both, both networks were going uh, with this same near-identical, pointless story. I mean, the whole story was useless anyway. Why both networks had to cover it uh, with these Vox Pops heavy kind of ways of doing it. And uh, I, I know it's populist stuff, but just getting uh, uh, going out into the streets and into the shopping centres and getting a cross-section of clearly Australia's finest on their lunch break saying, oh, yeah, Fifi was robbed, it, it hardly makes compelling arguments and even less so compelling television. Uh, Then after that, both shows had a Rove exclusive. They both had a Rove exclusive. They both had... Well, (laughs) 
They've both said they had a Rove exclusive, and uh, I, I suspect that Seven's terminology was somewhat looser than Channel 9's because Seven's exclusive turned out to be highlights of his interview on uh, Leno, oh, Leno. Leno, the chin, which had already aired on the news on Seven, Nine, and Ten. So uh, I, I really don't see there as being any exclusive there at all. They. Literally, channel 9 had Robert Penfold there they, interviewing him. Yeah, they bothered to interview him. But Channel 7 literally just cobbled together bits of the interview, shoddily edited together, and then had Anna Corrin at the end going, hmm, makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Coming up next, diapers for pensioners. Uh, it was just... I mean, the thing I don't understand about it is these shows are always going to be populist crap, right? They're, they're yep. never going to rise above that. That's what current affairs television is. But don't you think that these shows would fundamentally be improved if they just focused on themselves and focused on putting together good stories and spent less time watching what the opposition is doing? But, Ross, that's not how network when television was the, works. And when was the last time you saw a good story on either of them? The, well, Rove, I think they've lost the ability to, be able to produce a good you know, the, story. The Rove interview on Channel 9 was okay, but that was Robert Penfold. You've got one of the best journalists from Australia doing, mm-hmm. uh, doing a story about Rove. Now, why they would bother promoting uh, the, you know, the star of another network, I don't know. That, that's what I found most curious. Australia's own Rove. Well, yes. Gold Loki winning Rove. Mm. Uh, why? But why bother? You, uh, did either of you see Rove uh, other than just selected highlights? Did either on, of you see Leno, the interview? Yes. Okay. Yes. How was he? Really entertaining. Okay. Like, a good Tonight Show entertaining guest. Did it go much more than the edited highlights that were shown on all the news and uh, everything else? A couple minutes more. Okay. It was about four a four-minute segment. Radio. There is a link uh, on the blog to the oh, is full that? version of it. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, because, uh, yeah, from what... I, I only saw the edited highlights of it, but from what I saw, they both seem to have... Similar skills, both being the interviewers, and I think they kind of tread on each other's jokes a little bit. Uh, I don't know, because Leno doesn't have any jokes, so that's always going to be a problem. They, they were both kind of going for the lead, the, the, the lead interviewer kind of joke at the same moment, I found, just, just from the little bits that's, I saw. That's really interesting, because I, I watch these shows thinking, well, when the guest is on, the guest is the star for that for that moment, which is how yep. Letterman deals with it. Yep. Uh, but I don't watch Leno because I find him repulsive in so many different ways. And I think one of those ways is when a guest is on, Leno's still the star. Mm-hmm. But no one cares about Leno. Mm. And he's just never going to realise that. Mm. I think uh, I think Rove held his own. I was, okay. I was quite impressed. I st- again, I don't know why they had him on. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed, odd, seemed really incongruous to me, but uh, if they've got, you know, if, if he's there and he's he is making deals uh, in the US, then it's great to get that exposure. Yep. And at long last, maybe, you know, some, some good Australian content can be exported. That would be great. You notice, too, they, nobody calls it The Tonight Show anymore. It's just called Leno. Yeah. It's called Leno and Letterman's obviously called Letterman. Yeah. With, with, Johnny, with Johnny Carson, it was The Tonight Show. Yeah. I actually call Letterman Tonight Live. I do? 
because he's ripped off all of uh, Steve Weisheit's yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, Ray Watch, Ray Watch, lift your game today, tonight, in the current affair, people. Yeah, God, that's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. God. It's crap TV time. Very, very quick crap TV. Uh, a genius bit of cross promotion from uh, from Channel Nine during the week. There were some dinosaur bones that uh, that were found up in the southwest of Queensland. Uh, I think they were found some time ago, but the reporting of it was only done during the week. Uh, Channel Nine News up in Brisbane were falling all over themselves to cover this story. And uh, they said, scientists believe the dinosaurs may have looked something like this. Cut to some clips from Primeval. <gasps> no! New, new Channel 9 show that just started a couple of weeks ago <laughs> with a big super up saying, Primeval! Just so people knew, uh, knew that it was one of their shows. Oh, no. <laughs> scientists may believe. Not the producers of the show. Scientists may believe the dinosaurs look something like this. The scientists may believe. They don't, <laughs> but they may. Oh, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Speaking of Primeval... Yes. Uh, I think it's a terrible show. But but uh, a woman I work with, her kids who are like three and five... Yep. Love it. Really? Love it. Uh, they, uh, you know, she she recorded the, the shows and all weekend they were saying, oh, mommy, put the dinosaurs on, put the dinosaurs on. Yeah. So kids apparently... Loving Primeval. Okay. Oh, kids can never get enough of dinosaurs. Yeah. Thirty-two-year-olds yeah. hating it. Well, it's it's interesting in that way. It's it's got very similar special effects to the recent Doctor Who. I would say they look good, but they don't quite look right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. You bang on there, and mm. I didn't realize that it was a, a British show. I, I also didn't realize that it was uh, that it was fictional. Uh, I thought when we talked about it on air that it was uh, kind of. Like moving on from walking with dinosaurs for oh, a, yeah. a little bit later, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was going to be a time portal, uh, modern mm. day. A couple of time portals. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. What's going on, Governor? Have you seen? Show. Have you seen Fred and Barney in their prehistoric little car kicking kicking the ground? Not, not yet. But in one of the other portholes, the f- uh, Port- portals, portals, portholes are on a ship. Okay. In one of the other portals were the Jetsons. Ah, so it wasn't worth it. No. <laughs> so, do they, do they have a portal going into the future as well in Primeval? No. Oh, no. See, that would make it better. Un- unless you go into the portal and then look back the way you came, and then that one's going into the future. I still think the it should be, you know, a cute little dinosaur that gets a chainsaw or a big kitchen knife or something, and it should be called Prime Evil. I think that would be a much better show. <laughs> and and then go not the mama. <laughs> yes, but then kill people. <laughs> hey, you know how you were mentioning Adam Hills before and uh, and getting stuck into him a bit. I've been wanting to get stuck into him for a while because everyone loves him and and I don't love him as much as everybody else. So letters to complaint addressed to Josh because he opened the floodgates. <laughs> <laughs> not, you not to me, Brett Crawley. <laughs> 
I can't believe you're using me as a human shield. Uh, he was on, uh, Adam was on uh, the Sunday afternoon arts show with uh, Michael Veach just recently and uh, he was talking about his style of nice comedy and how he came up with his style of nice comedy and uh, and he said oh yeah because quite a few of us came out of England from the same period you know there was me and there was Eddie Izzard and somebody else I thought really that's a it's a long bow to draw comparing yourself to Eddie Izzard and, my friend and is he also mistaking England for Adelaide no, well, apparently he has been going across well, did, there quite a lot. He has he has spent a lot of time over in England, but when Eddie Izzard was coming out of England, Adam Hills was coming out of Adelaide. Right. Mm. So, yes, he is. Uh, maybe he's big noting himself a little bit too much. Maybe, maybe. I mentioned last week on the show about Juiced. Yep. yep. And I said that You're just going to keep bringing this up, aren't I you? I am. I said that there were blocked channels. Yep. Yes. And... Uh, I I was misinforming uh, you all and and our listeners out there that uh, that it was to do with the trial that you could find these block channels. Apparently, it's on their website. Yes, it is. So if you go to their website There's and look up list of all the channels and uh, where it's available. Okay. Some are only in Europe. Some are only outside of the US. Some mm. are only US. And there's quite a few blocked blocked ones from here, isn't there? Like a large, pro- to a large, Australia, yes. yeah, a large portion of them blocked to Australia. Yep. Which Can again, you use I it through a through a special fancy? No, because it's own, its own application, right? So you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't direct where it's going to. See again, good idea. What's the point if you've got blocked content? That's yeah, well, that's that's the thing. If we're just going to get. Australian content, I thought the the idea of leftovers having leftovers from Foxtel, essentially, the idea of having. Three and a half thousand channels to choose from mm-hmm. was that we had worldwide three and a half thousand channels to choose from, and suddenly everybody in the world is on an even ground with mm. with you know what what entertainment they can get. But no, again, that's not going to be the case. Whereas we're just like Ned Flanders, eighty six channels, all of them blocked. <laughs> so so you could almost say that the promise of Juiced that they made. Six months no, ago. Brett. No, <laughs> no. Was was something like vaporware? No, oh, I'm with you, Brett. Vaporware. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've uh, oh, so you've given me the vapor rub here. <laughs> Mentioned a couple of times about life on Mars as a show you may have missed a few weeks ago. What a great show! It's a great show. It starts on the ABC eight thirty Sunday the twentieth. Oh, fantastic. So, two weeks' time, more that's, or less. Uh, that's the same time that The King goes to air on TV1. As long as you've got cable. Mm. And we'll I be do. talking about that next week. Mm. A, a preview. In a preview. A yes. preview. That's wow. exciting. That's exciting. I did uh, notice an ad last night during the Logies telecast uh, for The Nation. Mick Malloy's been picked up. Yes. Now you went to see the uh, the the pilot pilot of that. Uh, they've used a couple of little snippets from for the ad. Um, yeah, it's it's entertaining. It's much better than Comedy Inc. or uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> Fat Cat was better than Comedy Inc. <laughs> it's it's better than snorting lard. <laughs> Wow, so so huge props for the nation with Mick Malloy. I, I, I very much enjoyed myself. It's got Gary Egg, it's got uh, Akmal Saleh, Fifi Box, although she wasn't oh. there on the night, uh, Pete Smith, 
uh, uh, one of the hey, chicks Box from Cutter's own Pete Monkeys. Smith. Yes, fantastic. So, what sort of show? What's what's the basic? Premise it's a, it's it's comedy t- based on the news of the day, set okay. at a desk with clips. So, sketch comedy. Or more news. Was oh, it Daily Show style? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit Daily Show style, but uh, not as kind clever. Of, kind of with each of the co-hosts for each of the segments. So rather than John Stewart just doing the whole thing and and having one interview uh, per episode. Okay, right. It'll be interesting to see how where soon this, before he pisses everybody off. Where this kind of positions the new Michaelis show, which we talked about a few weeks ago, Newstopia, which of course is going to be on SBS. Whether that's a similar idea or. Have we heard anything further about that? No, but I'll try to I'll try to get some information on it during the week. See what I can. Yeah, I haven't seen John around in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I do have somebody because he keeps going out the back door of his house. <laughs> I, I I do have somebody reaching out to inform me though. And, oh uh, really? We might be able to get him in. Wow, that would be very. That exciting. would be excellent. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's sent us. Letters and emails during the week. Thank you for that. Uh, we might do a letters to box cutters next week. We yeah. haven't done one for a while. We got uh, yeah quite a few letters during the week. Sorry if we haven't replied to all of them. It takes time. We'll we'll get to you eventually. It's uh, been the biggest a- week of the year for Australian TV. It has it has. But keep the emails coming. Hooray I, I also- at boxcutters.net. Sorry, I stepped on the uh, address there. Do you want to say it again? Hooray at boxcutters.net. Hooray. I, also, I also want to say a, a big thanks to the people who listen for the first time and then email us. That's that's great. It's it's great to, to hear that new people are coming on board all the time. We love having new members of the Boxcutters family. So if you're a new listener, drop us a line. And shout out to, uh, to those who got onto it through Twitter. Oh, yeah. So you're uh, so you're on the Twitter. Yes. You you are so last month, Brett oh, Crawford. That's, that's last year, Twitter. Yeah, what what happened to Jug Jaiku. Jaiku. Jaiku Jaiku's up and down. It's not as it's not as uh, reliable oh. as Twitter. What Controversy. Happened, what happened to Slashem? <laughs> Never existed. No, it does. It does. It's it's where all how the people are. <laughs> you know how you spell it. Last week <laughs> I'll put a spelling up on the video Russ, podcast. Last week it was Hipper. <laughs> Hipper's so last week. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 84. I want to say thanks very much to 3RRR, whose shoes we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You've missed out on April Amnesty because now it's May, but you can still check them out and support them 102.7 if you're in Melbourne on the FM dial. And you can listen to uh, Jess Maguire still doing I'd Rather Jack at midnight on Wednesday nights, even though she's working two full-time jobs, one with Red Simons and the other running Australian Defamer. Right. Uh, Which is why we haven't been able to get her in. Right. Well, she's working with Red Simons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. ABC, uh, looking after his web stuff and being used in promo carts over the day on 774. Oh, good for Jess. We started her career off and now <laughs> we're forgotten. Now we're forgotten. Until next week, don't forget us. My name is Josh Canal. Hey, hey. No, Ross, <laughs> you've got to say your name. I can just say hey, hey. Oh, okay. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Because, no, Ross, if you don't say your name, then you throw the whole rhythm off. We need the name. Otherwise, we don't know that it's the end of the show. How are we going to do that if we don't say your name? It's